Welcome to Hustle and Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics regarding Christianity, health and wellness, beauty, and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. This is episode 109. Why can't we all just get along? So I'm sure you've heard or seen the protests that have been occurring throughout the country. And in case you've been living under a rock or one of those people who just doesn't quite understand what all the fuss is about, it all boils down to racism. Since a lot of white people seem to think that racism does not exist, they're ignoring people of color attempting to share their story so they can receive justice. This is why racism continues to exist. So I decided to create this episode and share my experiences about racism. I truly believe in my heart that if the conversations I have had with my students about race overseas were had in America, we would all be living in a very different world. I'm a firm believer that much of the fear and anger we're seeing is due to the fact that people have forgotten to live and acknowledge these two simple rules. God's golden rule, and that's Luke 6.31. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Number two, we are all equal. Acts 17, verses 26 and 20 through 28. God made us from one bloodline. I'm sad to say, but many white people do not believe in the aforementioned. In fact, please be sure to check out the videos that I'm going to have on my website that accompany this episode. There is a video of a white cop stating what most white people fear are people of color. And this is something people of color have known for ages, but to hear it from the words of a white cop in the way that he did it was pretty deep for me. And so I want to make sure that everyone else is able to see this video as well. And again, please keep in mind that I am using the word most white people. I've been teaching English online to adults for almost seven, well, yes, seven years. (laughs) The conversations that I've had with my students from Austria, Germany, Italy, and China are so enlightening. And I'm so honored to call these folks my friends. Shout out to Julius, Rosario, Elena, Ali, and Chris. And a special shout out to my Spanish teacher, Juliet. You know, I love you too. (laughs) So... It's been really difficult for me to process my thoughts and let alone try my best to explain this to my students. My students have shown more interest in trying to learn more about racism than the white folks I encounter on an everyday basis right here in America. As I stated before, most white people refuse to acknowledge that there is a problem with racism. (laughs) Many white people here do not want to address race because deep down, it would mean that they would have to acknowledge the fact that America truly has been and still is, still is a tale of two cities, the haves and the have-nots. White people have been on top for over 400 years because they benefited from slavery. People of color, primarily African-Americans, are tired of playing the have-not role. We're tired of not having our voices heard. The stories of Ahmaud Arbery, Christian Cooper, and literally seeing George Floyd murdered 
right before our very eyes on the video were just too much. Ahmad, for example, just went for a jog and never came back home because three white people, and they look like rednecks, so I'm just going to say three rednecks, thought he fit the description of a thief. Christian Cooper almost lost his life because a crazy white woman named Amy Cooper was offended that Christian, a black man, had the audacity to ask her to put her dog on a leash. Now, mind you, they're in a public park where dogs are supposed to be on a leash. This rule is so that everyone can enjoy the park. Plus, not everyone wants to be around your dog. Some people are allergic to dogs. Anyway, despite this fact, Amy Cooper was offended that Christian, a black man, had the audacity to ask her to put her dog on a leash. Now, Amy Cooper knew that if she called the police, they would come out and most likely kill Christian for her, okay? Clearly, her rage was like at another level. Seeking the police on people of color is a go-to tactic among many white people in America. They know that the police, who are comprised mostly of criminals with badges, will punish or even kill their opponents for them. This is why many white racist people do this. Case in point, George Floyd lost his life because the racist cop, Derek Chevron, felt that placing his knee on George's neck was the appropriate method to detain him. Innocent until proven guilty is not meant for black people. Most cops automatically assume that people of color are guilty. The crazy thing is, regarding every one of these stories, which are just three out of thousands, is that despite having video evidence, these cops typically go free. The reason being is because many white people always, always, always look for a reason to justify the deaths of these black men and women. How would you feel if you have evidence demonstrating how you were wrongfully treated and they get someone to explain it away and or worse, demonize you so the racist actions were justified? Guys, these were just three of thousands. Yes, thousands of stories that are the very reason why many Black people and people of color do not share the zeal that so many white people have for America. This is why Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick deal, kneeled during the national anthem. He wanted to use his platform and peacefully protest and bring attention to the injustices people of color, especially Black people, suffer on a daily basis. Kaepernick, LeBron James, and countless other athletes are often told by white owners of the teams that they play for, by their so-called fans and countless others, to essentially shut up and play, as if they don't have a right to express their feelings. Many of the white fans want Black athletes to entertain and to continue to increase the revenue of the white billionaires. These are the same people that when they saw the video about Christian Cooper, again, the black bird watcher who politely asked the crazy white woman, Amy Cooper, to put her dog on a leash, she launched into the white woman damsel in distress role. This woman clearly had years of mastering white tears. So for those of you unfamiliar with the term white tears, it's what black people say when we refer to white people who believe that they have been wronged by someone black. White tears are clearly seen when a black person points out 
a white person's racist behavior, and or when someone white gets upset that someone black is successful. Those who cry white tears often do so in order to get other white people on their side. White tears is a devious attempt to make the black person appear to be the bad guy in the situation. Every black person that I know, myself included, has experienced this at some point in time in their lives. Case in point, if you read the comments in the videos, the majority of the white people in the comment sections that I read were voicing more concern over how the dog was being mistreated instead of the fact that this white woman was deliberately trying to get this black man killed. These racist fools showed that the dog's life meant more to them than the black man. Now, stories like these <laughs> are why I always laugh when I hear someone say, all lives matter. It's sad to say some white people have blind... You know what? It's sad to say that most white people, okay, have blinders on and refuse to acknowledge racism. For example, going back to the story of Christian Cooper, the black bird watcher, there were comments about how this white lady was treating the dog rather than the fact that she was trying to get this man killed. These are the same folks that say that they're not racist, but yet think more of an animal than a human being. If white people truly, truly believed that all lives mattered, then they shouldn't be offended when you hear the term black lives matter. I'm amazed that I even have to say this but believe it or not, Black Lives Matter is not insinuating that other lives do not. Here's a couple examples for you to visualize for you All Lives Matter folks that have issues trying to wrap your head around this. I have to thank Dwight Johnson for this analogy. This meme that I came across is so perfect. In the Bible, Luke 15 talks about Jesus having a hundred sheep, but one goes missing. Jesus leaves the 99 and goes after the one, the 99 sheep. But what about us? Don't we matter? Of course the 99 still matter, but they're not the ones in danger. That's why he's going after the one. Again, Black Lives Matter is not insinuating that other lives do not. Black lives are the ones in danger. Here's another analogy. You have two houses. One house is on fire. Just because you water the house that's on fire doesn't mean that you don't care about the house that is not burning. This is happening, okay? All of the protests, everything that you're seeing, the anger, the frustration is because white people are filled with fear that their throne is being taken down. They no longer are viewed as a leader and all powerful. People of color now have a voice and a platform and are not seeking the approval of white people. Many white people do not want to share their power and resources that they have illegitimately gained from slavery, mainly black people. Latinos and Asians have also reaped the benefits of our work in protests as well. Now, watching the peaceful protests evolve into the looting and rioting that occurred over the weekend was painful to watch. I completely understand the anguish and the anger of the protesters. Nonetheless, two wrongs do not make a right. I agree, innocent black people should not be killed by the police. I'm strongly against this because that's wrong. In such a case, we should protest. 
I'm all for protesting. On the other hand, I'm strongly against the looting and rioting that is going along with the protests. This behavior is uncalled for and it diminishes the lives that were lost in the message of the protests. By the way, the destruction and devastation done by the looters and rioters that you're seeing on the north side of Chicago, where many white people live, is what it always looks like on the south and west sides, where many blacks and Latinos have lived for decades. This affluent area of Chicago will rebound and look brand new within the next two weeks, while the south and west side will continue to remain looking like war-torn, war-torn countries, okay? Like they have always been for years. The south and west sides, by the way, do not look like this because, not due to looting or rioting, but it's because the government officials don't care about these people. Now, although I have lived a privileged life, I've lived a privileged life. I do understand the frustration my people are facing. My mom was one of these people. She was brought up in the projects called Cabrini Greens. For one reason or another, many times she couldn't even go home because the police had the place on lockdown. Thinking about the pain and suffering that she went through brings me to tears. And I know that most people are going to say, but that was black on black crime. What most of us fail to realize whenever you hear this idiotic statistic or whatever thrown up, again, what most of us fail to realize is that every race has their idiots. There have been just as many white on white crimes as there have been black on black. Every race or ethnicity has some sort of organized crime. Italians have the mafia, uh, Latinos have the Latin Kings, Asians have the triad, and the list goes on and on and on. However, the crimes committed by those in the mafia that consist of white-on-white crime are overlooked. The news loves to amplify the negative things that people of color do. Again, every race has some folks who choose to go the criminal element route. With this being said, racism is totally different. Racism goes across the board and includes innocent people just because they share the same skin tone. I should not be thought of as being guilty because I have dark skin. Check out my blog because the videos on there express my viewpoints. The media and most white people want to blame people of color for anything that's wrong. They are disregarding the evidence that is being presented that most of these crimes are being committed by white supremacist groups. There have been several reports from across the country stating that many of the looting and rioting was too calculated. And many of the looters and rioters were not even from Chicago. Many of the protesters have stated that white supremacists have been infiltrating the protests in an attempt to cause trouble. I truly believe and would not be surprised if Trump and the rest of his evil minions were the masterminds behind the looting and rioting. Chicago Mayor Lightfoot stated that the thieves were listening to the cops' radio airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not typical equipment that Black people have access to. It's just not. However, those crazy white supremacist militia groups do. They have this type of equipment. Most of the Blacks in these protests have problems putting food on the table. Therefore, they would not have the money nor the, the desire to buy this type of expensive equipment that some of the looters and rioters were using. 
I wouldn't be surprised if those crazy white supremacists broke into the stores and called the media so they could get black people on tape stealing. Those white supremacists know exactly what buttons to push. They know that once others, again, desperate people, see that the stores are open and unmanned, they would leverage this as their opportunity to finally get some material stuff that they can normally never afford. Again, two wrongs do not make a right. However, it does not help to have a racist idiot in office basically trying to instigate a civil war. Trump literally stated that the Make America Great Again people love Black people and that they're going to join the protesters. Are you kidding me? That was his slick way of telling his racist tribe to go cause trouble. Neither the Democrats nor Republicans represent the values of people of color. You can't fight racism, though, when your country is led by a white supremacist. I'm a firm believer that this fight can only be won if we as a whole are willing to allow Christ to lead us, all of which will encompass encompass us to follow his golden rule. If you're white listening to this episode and you made it this far, I just want to thank you for doing so. I know you're probably feeling uncomfortable and this uncomfortable feeling that you're experiencing is something that black people have dealt with all of our lives. I have always, always, always felt like a fish out of water and I'm going to be 38 in July. Trust me, I've definitely had my fair share of dealing with racism. I went to a predominantly white, I I went to predominantly white grade schools and high school and was often the only black student in the room. Needless to say, this isolation continued in college. I went to DePaul University where I was the only black student in the classroom. Again, I can recall when I actually got into a fight with my communications teacher. She had some preset ideas as to how black people were supposed to talk. I don't know if she was trying to do some like dangerous minds or I don't know like what she was trying to do. But anyway, I think it upset her that I didn't fit her stereotype. Okay. So to make a long story short, she wanted to fail me (laughs) because I was too polished of a speaker. Her words, not mine. By the way, again, this was a communication class, so I should be polished. So (laughs) anyway, even after all these years, things have still not changed. I've shown up for interviews only for the job to have been magically filled or told that I'm not the right fit for the job, even though my resume practically mirrored the job description. And if I do get the job, I'm usually the only black person on my team We're in the room. I'm glad these protests are happening. Even though I've grown accustomed to being comfortable with awkward situations, this isn't normal. It's exhausting. Nonetheless, I use every obstacle or injustice that I've encountered as a stepping stone to make me strong and move forward to where I am today. Despite all of the negativity I encounter, I'm still staying optimistic so that can move forward in in my life. My positive outlook is due to my strong Christian upbringing and me following Christ's golden rule. There are so many chapters in my life that I have left to write, and I hope that you can read them one day, but that will never happen if you can't see past my cover. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to check out the Prayer and Gratitude Journal for Men and Women of Faith that is available for sale on Amazon. 
If you enjoy Hustle & Fate's content, please consider becoming a supporter by donating or purchasing a prayer and gratitude journal for men and women of faith from Amazon to help offset the cost of producing this show. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.